Hey guys, before we get into this podcast, I just want to let everybody know that um, I really appreciate you continuing to support this podcast and sharing it. Um, the more people, the better, just because I want to get this information out to people. And also, uh, you know, I think it's just good inter- entertainment for car people, especially to break up the monotony that's going on right now with, you know, the coronavirus and other things. It's it's cool to kind of just uh, sit back and chill and... Um, listen to something that uh, you know isn't related to all of that and you can kind of uh free your mind for a while if you will um yeah but just keep in mind you know go and go and share it um if you're not liking the facebook page go ahead and go like that the uh seamless garage uh facebook page and uh also join the uh seamless garage group we have where everybody shows off their cars and we kind of talk about uh different things that um are car related of course and car meets and things like that but yeah, go check it out. We've got the uh, K24 swap coming up uh, that we that we're getting ready to talk about here in just a minute. But um, if you want to follow that closely, because that's an interesting uh, setup and project, uh, go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, there's gonna be a full build of that on there. I've already got the footage. I just gotta get it put up and edited, and uh, we'll be good to go. But yeah, so uh, going into this podcast, it's just a it's gonna be section or part two of the uh, 90s uh, golden era of Japanese cars. Um, and this is uh, for the four-cylinders or mid-tier cars. So I think you're really going to enjoy this one. So without further ado, let's get it. Seamless Garage Podcast. I am your host, Stevie G. What's up? Sitting here alongside my homie and co-host, Derek Blackwell. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. So let's uh let's talk about these uh let's talk about these things. So just so you know, title of it's gonna be '90s Cars Golden Era that we believe Japanese that was their golden era was in the '90s. And uh, part two, and part two of it. So we're talking about the four cylinders. We're talking about the the top of the notch, though, but four cylinders for the for those manufacturers. So because we already talked about the V6s, or maybe not V6, but just their top car. Now we're going to talk about their mid level, but you know, high performance car. Um, but anyway, let's let's uh, let's give a little update on what's been going on. So uh, this weekend, what did we do? Oh, we, we we pulled the engine from the hatch. Yeah, we pulled the engine from the hatch, and uh, pulled it in like an hour and a half. It didn't take no time. Uh, I think it's D sixteen, D fifteen or D sixteen for sure. It's this single overhead cam Honda engine out of that. Um, I think it's that eighty nine hatch, EF hatch, the the Civic hatch, and uh, yeah, it took no time. I think the. The heart, like I, I noticed, so on those, like the bolts are seventeens, twelves, and tens, right? Yeah. I think it and, took uh, longer to, to cut the linkage out than it did. The it took longer to cut the linkage out, and the reason we cut the linkage is because we're not going to reuse it anyway. But the shifter linkage on those are big tubes, big long tubes. You probably know what I'm talking about if you've been around them. And um, one of them unbolts, but the other one is an issue because it's got a roll pin. 
and it's hard to even get in there. And DJ was like, you know what? We're not going to use it anyway, and he's not planning on selling it, so we just cut it out of there to get the engine and trans out. So that was the hardest part. And so we got all that out, and um, man, he's just ready to go. We just got that K24, butted it up to that LSD, um, that six-speed transmission out of the SIs, and uh, we used Hasport mounts, swap mounts, because the engine actually goes to the passenger side, and yeah. the like they turn over. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> we finally got it set back in. You didn't get to see that part, but we sat it back in. YouTube video coming out for that soon, by the way. I've got all the footage on it. Um, set it in there. Everything is everything went smoothly. Those uh, those mounts are nice. They're like billet aluminum with yeah. uh, polyurethane inserts. They're really awesome. And uh, we set it in, and. Uh, I didn't tell I didn't tell you this. You actually don't know this. He doesn't know this yet. Uh, we set it in and we went to put the hood on and we don't have enough clearance. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. It sticks up too much. Yeah. One thing I noticed is that. Just leave it off. On the yeah, he was talking about that. He's like, I ain't gonna put a hood on it anyway. He's just, just gonna start. So on the on the driver's side where the transmission mount goes, yeah. you can flip that no, to change the height. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. We went the lowest on the front one. And also on the rear trans mount, like the torque mount. But we did it on the trans side um, because it didn't line up. And so I I opted, like he told me it should go the other way, but I opted to go that one way because it fit better. But we're going to go ahead and do that anyway, and we may have to play with it with washers and stuff. I've been watching some YouTube videos on guys that have done this swap previously. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that it's a straight-up uh, drop-in, even with those Hasport mounts. There's gonna be some modifications we gotta do we have a long way to go on it but it's set in there and that to me that's the biggest part yeah. we've still got to run a hydraulic line for the slave cylinder for the clutch because it's hydraulic instead of cable now um, totally different wiring harness uh, he's going with the Honda ECU um, we had to get a swap uh, header so a header that comes down and goes straight down and we're still gonna to have to notch the uh, rear subframe yeah. for the engine the rear engine subframe so that's something we'll have to do, and we got it. We also got to pull the engine back out because we're gonna weld one of the mounts that's bolted in. That's supposed to be welded in, because it's only be he being held by like two 12 millimeter bolts that hold the battery bracket in. So they're aluminum. What the mounts? Uh, not that part. That part's actually um, no. metal. Some some some, some type of metal that's not aluminum. And uh, give me a welder, I'll weld it. And uh, yeah. We can do that. I was thinking about just rolling it up on the trailer and bringing it over to my my buddy Matt Graham's uh, shop and let him just weld it up real quick and then we can send it out and get it prepped for for paint and everything for for the engine bay and everything. Yeah, but I need to work on that fitment for first. I want to make sure that hood's gonna shut because yeah. it's it's not close at all. It's probably two or three. It's hitting on the valve cover on the on the engine side on the passenger side. Yeah. So, but yeah. So that's an update. Things are going down. It ain't just all talk. I feel like I'm just saying that because I feel that way. I feel like we've been talking a lot about it and, and haven't really got anything done. Yeah. But we're getting things done. So, um, so with that being said, you know DJ's really excited to get it going. So am I. I can't wait to drive it. It's a little go kart. That thing is light. It is so light. I mean, so, pushed up the hill. Like yeah. It was nothing. Yeah. Like it was nothing. So, um, but that's the, all the news we've had in the past week. And um, so we're just going to jump into this uh, 90s four-cylinder slash mid-level sports car. 
um, group here that we that we thought were the top ones for the for each individual manufacturer. So let's start with the first one. Um, a Toyota MR2, the second generation, which is the W20 chassis code. And uh, Derek has something to say about that. No, I'll wait till the honorable mentions. Okay. Wait till the honorable mentions. I'll wait till the honorable mentions. Okay. I didn't agree with this. So, <laughs> so we went with the Mr. 2, I call it, second generation. It comes with a 2 liter. Um, the engine code is called a 3S GTE. It's a turbocharged 2 liter, 4 cylinder, obviously. Um, Real wheel drive, which is fun, right? Yeah, Real wheel drive, but um, 203 horsepower, 200 foot pounds of torque. And did you uh, say it's a mid engine? I did. Uh, I haven't said it's a mid engine yet. That's oh. going to be the the wow factor. Oh, the wow factor for that engine yeah. uh, or for this car. Each car we're going to put like what we think made it stand out, as I did in the first part, like for the for the others 90 Golden Era. Um, but I do believe that that, I didn't put it on here, I should have, that is the one with the highest uh, horsepower. Yep. It's got the most horsepower. Well, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. It comes in second. But I said, no, it don't. So it's got the second most horsepower and uh, torque in the class. So Toyota was doing, in my opinion, Toyota did pretty decent in the 90s, right? I yep. mean, they had the Supra, which was just banging, bro. And then the MR2. And another one that's in the honorable mention. So they they had some cars, bro. Yeah. Like Toyota had it set up. Um, so anyway, 203 horsepower, 200 foot-pounds torque. Pretty decent for a four-cylinder, especially in the 90s. I mean, you talk about right now in our four-cylinders, still that's kind of the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like I know it's turbocharged. There's a lot more potential for that engine. Just look it up on YouTube. People are, are getting crazy numbers with that two-liter turbocharger. Yeah, that's uh, not bad for the 90s. I mean, now you got the four-cylinder turbo engines that are doing... 350. Yeah, yeah, we're getting more efficient, and now that we're learning how to deal with the EPA, yeah. um, what do we got? Zero to sixty in six point one, uh, quarter mile in fourteen seven. Yeah, and that six point one, that six point one ties for first place with another car that's on the list. Uh, and it's twenty seven fifty five in weight. So yeah, two thousand seven hundred fifty five pounds, which is kind of on the heavy. It's the second heaviest car on the list. So it's kind of on the heavy side, but you have to remember that it has a turbocharger, and uh, the way that mid-engine is set up, it's kind of it's a small car, but it's you know substantial. So 2,700 pounds is not you know a whole lot. No, fifty-five of it's turbo. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, turbo. well, plus everything else though, right? Intercooler and all that good stuff. So, but the the wow factor on this one was the mid-engine. It's a mid-engine, which is it's pretty interesting. Like, Corvette's just now coming out with that. Like, this, uh, Derek's a Corvette fanboy, and he loves that new one, which is beautiful. That car's beautiful. Yeah, I want to drive um, But. I just know, I, I wonder why it took, them took so Chevy so long to, to, to do mid-engine. Because, you know, that's always been their thing is road car, like track car. Like, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's, that's what that car is made for. Man. So that balance is going to be stupid. Corvette's got stupid numbers for a long time, yeah. man. That ZR is just. You know what I think? I think they had a hard time stuffing that LS back there. I think that's what they were trying to figure out, how to stuff that LS think back so? there. Well, I mean, they they uh, they take uh, uh, points pointers from Ferrari and Ferrari's taking pointers from the Corvette too. That's true. Because you know the, the Ferrari came out uh, independent suspension. 
yeah. they got from the Corvette. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. If so I believe, I believe so. I believe because the Corvette had yeah. in rear independent suspension for yeah. a while. This guy knows his Corvette history. I know nothing about him. <laughs> I'm more of the Japanese but, side. Uh, He's more. Yeah, than I've heard. Movie. I've heard that. Uh, that Ferrari took uh, the suspension components from Corvette. And okay. Fucking. That makes sense. But I mean, you know that V12 man, they stuffed back there in those, that's true. In those Ferraris. That's true, man. Huge, that's man. true. That's true. That's true. That's probably not why. I don't know. I just I don't know. Maybe they're trying to figure out the the weight ratio. Maybe so. The uh, you know. Yep. The balance in there. I don't You're know. probably right, man. They probably just wanted to perfect it. You know what I'm saying? Because no they had idea. it going on. So, but back to the Japanese cars. Toyota had it going on with the MR2. The second one on the list is, uh, and these aren't in order of best to worst, it's just how we did them. Second one on the list is a Honda Integra Type R. I know, I know, it's an Acura, but it's still a Honda, and you guys know that. And um, I put one on the honorable mentions list that was like really close with it, but we went to Type R because it's the more Man, iconic we didn't one. Even, we, did, did Lexus have anything in the 90s? We didn't even but Lexus is American. We're doing JDM. Yeah, but Lexus is a Toyota. But it's American. Yeah. So it's Acura, but guess what? And, and it was called Honda Integra over in Japan. Yeah, something like Overnight parts from Japan. Yes. No, anyway. Um, so you had something going on there, but I don't think Lexus really had nothing, man. Like, they weren't really doing nothing. They were still luxury, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they just... I mean, now, I've always been luxury, but you know what I'm saying? Now they've got yeah, some they, they, sports cars. They had that little... Uh, SC or whatever it was. SC 300. Yeah. It had the 1J in it. 1JZ. Yeah. You're right. And uh, it was a little bad, but I don't think it came out till 99 or 2000 or something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. We didn't look that shit up. Don't quote me on this. Don't quote me on that. So, Honda Integra Type R, the DC3 and DC4 body styles, what we're talking about. It had the B18C in it. You Honda fanboys know what that means. Uh... With the 1.8 liter, naturally aspirated, of course, but high compression. We're talking about a high compression engine, man. Honda had it going on in the 90s when it comes to engines. They really did. They knew what they were doing. So, um, and they still do. I said some bitches should still make engines. No, I know. But I'm just saying, those B series, man, was something else. The K is too. The K swap is powerful. Why don't we check out the new NSX? It's fucking smoking Lambos right off the right off the fucking bat. Yeah, that's true. That, they're they're going after some folks for that NSX. That NSX is a bad boy. It's cold. So, so this one's got 195 horse horsepower, 135 foot pounds of torque. So, really close to the Toyota MR2 with the uh, horsepower, but torque not so much. I'm not sure what the deal was there, but not as much torque. Um, and then our zero to sixty was six one, which is tied with MR two. Yeah. Um, and then our quarter mile is fourteen five, so two tenths quicker in the quarter mile. You know, that's kind of could be driver type of deal. Yeah. So it real could close. Be, uh, could be the weight because we got two thousand four hundred thirty six pounds on yep, the weight. Yeah, it is so. the lightest on the on the uh, list. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not. Nope. Oh, it, it ain't. ain't. Oh, it ain't. It ain't. I've heard it's about second that. lightest, but it's right there. I mean, they're right there. So you're looking at what is that, uh, 300 pounds lighter than the MR2? So yeah, and eight pound, uh, eight, but uh, eight horsepower less. Yeah, but it's it's right there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so 
really light, and then the the wow factor for it, I would say, is the VTEC. The VTEC. If you've ever heard VTEC kick in on a B series, it's insane. It's like it goes, it just screams, man. Like, what is what is VTEC, Stevie? For VTEC all the people is, at home that don't know what it VTEC. Just so my verbiage is right, I already know how it works, but just so my verbiage is right, it's a it's a verbal valve timing system, which is state of the art like back then it was kind of ahead of its time but uh-huh. nowadays it's on every car yeah. um every engine because of not really because of performance but more because of fuel mileage and things like that back then it was performance related um but vtec is a little bit different than variable valve timing exactly because vtec um the intake camshaft has two different sets of lows with different cam profiles um, so depending on oil pressure, like if you were really getting on it, the higher oil pressure would engage it to switch the cam profile. So that way the intake valves open a little bit more. Right? So yeah. Like so it's more aggressive. Power. And that's why it made that, that it screamed after it hit VTEC, after yep. it kicked in. At around, uh, don't quote me on this Honda boys, at around like 4 to 5K I think is when it kicks in. And these Honda engines, uh, man, they RPM, man. they. They can rev high. They can rev really high just because the way they're set up. So that's it for that one. Uh, number three is going to be the Nissan 240SX. Second generation, we decided that that was going to be the one we, we called the 90s. Um, so the S13 chassis. Um, Could have been the S14. Little little fact here is called the Sylvia in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, going to go ahead and rant about it. Had a better Stevie's, engine. Stevie's rant. <laughs> Let's hear it. Had a better engine in Japan. Don't know why I didn't come to America. Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm just going to say, what the fuck is going on, Nissan? I know that you guys are trying to help with the EPA in the 90s, but fuck, it's a turbocharged engine. You could have could have smoked the MR2 if I if my money was on it. And it was, it was a two, so that engine, the SR20, was a two-liter turbocharged engine, dual overhead cam, and was a beast. It was an absolute beast of an engine. And uh, people, so just to let you know, people are still swapping that in R240s over here in America to this day through ja- through the Japanese market exchange. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Red tops, black tops, you name it. But that SR20 is coming over here. So off of the tangent. Back onto the 240, it came with a 2.4 liter KA24 uh, dual overhead cam. It was a single overhead, but dual overhead came in a later, and we're talking about the latest and greatest. So, dual overhead cam with that engine. It was rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive, so fun to ride in. You know, you could slip and slide, but you might not want to slip and slide too much with 140 horsepower um, with 152 foot pounds of torque. This thing would barely pull its own weight. And, and, and talking about... And it didn't have an ass on it. Yeah, and it didn't have an ass on it. 2,700 uh, pounds is how much it weighs. So 140, 140 horsepower with a 2,700 pounds. Like, eh, Nissan, come on. You could have threw the SR20 in there and went and spanked the rest of these guys. Yeah, because you got a 0 to 60 in... On eight seconds? Yeah, 7.9. We'll 7.9. give it a 10. And a quarter mile at 15.8? Yeah, 15.8, which is what? I mean, well, so let's give them an idea. Um, definitely not the heaviest car and definitely not the slowest car, if that shocks you at all. Um, but it's right there at the bottom. If we're going to say out of these five, it's right there at the bottom. 
So um, the little special thing about it, I would say, is out of these, it had uh, it had the Hikus uh, four wheels uh, steering, just like the 300ZX in the other episode I was talking about. Um, basically, at a certain speed, when you turn, all four wheels kind of kind of turn together and uh, give you a better better control. And like I said, I had a technician from back then. Uh, it was actually uh, you know somebody both of us know. It's a technician from back then that said that um, at 90 miles an hour he could cut a 180 and it would just hug and it would just he said it felt really good he said it turned on a dime now don't know how true that is but apparently the Hikus uh, Hikus Hikus four wheel steering was was awesome so and it also came with an LSD for 140 horsepower you can get an LSD uh, rear end in it too so that makes sure you get all the traction uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck breaking those loose. Um, so anyway, number four. Let's go with number four. And, number four. And we're looking at um, the Mitsubishi Eclipse GSX second generation. We went to the second gen. We went to the second gen. I wanted to do the first gen. Y'all probably already know why, but I love them both. So I can't say anything because I don't know if you guys remember. You can call me out on this. When we first started this thing, I was talking about a second gen. That's what I wanted. I wanted yep. a second gen. I wanted a second gen. I wanted a second gen. Fell in love with this this car on Instagram. It was a first gen. Saw several of them with the flip-up headlights. Had to be a 1GA. And uh, I loved it. Saw what it could look like when it's done right. Decided to go with the first gen. But I love them both. Second gen looks better out of the box, in my opinion, but I love them both. They both look really good. Um... But I lean toward, more towards the, the first generation now. So anyway, we went with the second gen because it's more popular and like that's what people think of. They kind of forget yep. the first gen. So 95 through 99 came with the 4G63T, which you know what that came in. That came in the Evos. That came in the DSMs. That came in the Galant VR4, if you know what I'm talking about. Sucker's powerful. So turbocharged 2-liter. Um all-wheel drive kind of gives it up on the rest of the class that we've talked about so far it's kind of special all-wheel drive um 210 horsepower 210 horse with 214 foot-pounds of torque yeah um that's gonna be the best in the class the best in folks. The class. Mm, that's all folks just kidding but uh it's also the heaviest enough said yeah okay so let's go there power weight ratio right we've been talking about it it's considered a tank uh, in this top five. It's considered a tank. 3,200 horse, I mean, horsepower. 3,200 foot-pounds. Foot-pounds. 3,200 pounds, I'm sorry. So 3,200 pounds of car right there. But with good reason. You got four axles. So you got two extra axles. You got an extra differential. You got a transfer case you got to talk about. So that's why the car weighs more. It weighs more simply because it's all-wheel drive. Um, but it makes up for it because guess what? It's a zero to sixty and six point three, which is not the fastest, but it's right there with the MR2 and the Integra. So you would think all-wheel drive turbo, you would think, oh man, you know, it would get them, but it doesn't. It doesn't it doesn't stock anyway? But if you know anything about these 4G63s, uh, you can tune them to, to make a thousand horsepower or more. If you know what you're doing, you gotta know what you're doing though. You can't just do that. 
You gotta know. You gotta know how to build it. Um, so six point three is not the fastest. Fourteen point seven is the quarter mile. So it's it's exactly the same as the MR2 and a little you know a little bit two tenths slower than the Integra. So right there with them in that class. This definitely this car definitely fits in that class. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, do you have anything to say? I'm, I'm just rant. I'm just talking over. Man, I'm 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 good. The uh, the wow factor is the all wheel drive fuckers, and that's what yeah. it has right here in parentheses. <laughs> all wheel drive fuckers. Um, and uh, to me that makes it better. Yeah, so go ahead. And it's it's yeah, it's a beautiful car. It is. It's a sexy car. car. Beautiful car. Beautiful sexy car. car. Sexy car. Well, we're not biased at all on this one. Yeah. And so opposite of sexy, coming in at number the number five. One. <laughs> Number five, folks. Opposite of six. I'm going to do like I did the last one. Drum roll. What is it? Does anybody know what it is? Uh, take a guess. Take a guess. Take a guess. Mazda Miata MX-5. Only because... Well, we couldn't find another one. We couldn't find another one that wasn't the same brand as these other ones. Uh, say Subaru WRX all you want. Nobody has one. Couldn't even find one. That I, I mean, I didn't know anybody ever had one. Did you? In the U.S., so, like, not a big deal. Um. Yeah, it could have went on here, but it wasn't a popular car. So my, it didn't get popular till 2000s, in my opinion. Yeah, that's my opinion. Some of y'all are gonna hate me for that. Mazda Miata MX-5, which is the NA. So the yeah, the NA body style. It had the B6ZE, uh, 1.6 liter. If you know that engine, um, naturally aspirated, of course. Rural drive. Rural drive. Wait for it. 113 whopping horsepower with 110 <laughs> foot pounds of torque. Getting nowhere fast. Getting nowhere fast. Go ahead and tell me how fast we can get there. Hey, and 0 to 60 in 8.8 seconds. Whopping. Quarter mile in 16.8. Yep. And 2330. So it's the lightest. Curb weight. Lightest car in the weight class. Slowest in quarter mile. I think. Yep. Slowest in yep. quarter mile and slowest uh, zero to sixty. Car definitely doesn't fit in this class. Uh, RX seven would be more suited, but it would it would smoke all of these. It it fit well in the other class, but they didn't do a good job in this class. Mazda, I think. Yeah. But we could have put the RX eight in here, but they wasn't a nineties car. Yeah, wasn't a nineties car. So, but the thing is, like the Miata was. Still popular as heck, like it was. Well, it's still popular. To yeah, this day, still, it's still popular. popular. They're still making them. But it was popular back then, even with oh, it yeah. being a turd, in my opinion, a turd. Well, I think because we're gonna say on the mentionables, it it had good handling. People, they were fun to drive. Yeah, it had good handling, and it came in convertible, which is for some people is awesome. The other car that came in convertible though was the. Uh, the Integra's came in convertible, didn't they? No, I don't think so. No, they definitely didn't. The but 240s did. The 240s and the GSXs, or I'm sorry, GSX, the Eclipses. Yeah, came Eclipses did. Uh, it was a Spider called Spider, but yeah. So those are the ones that did a convertible, but the handling was just different on those. They're kind they're of go kart esque. Fun to drive. They're, they're just, just fun to drive. In You're in there. You feel the road, yeah. man. Like you feel yeah, it. They're fun to drive. So. That's that with those. Enough to say on that. Um, so, yeah. There's um, our list. There's our list. Um, if you don't like it, then the hell with you. <laughs> That's what we came up with. Derek spoke, has spoken. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions, because you're probably like, 
Well, why didn't my favorite car get on there? Um, Tell us what your favorite car is and don't be a dick about it. Yeah, let us know what your favorite car is. Um, Because I want to know. I want to know what your favorite car is. Yeah. Um, um, so the first honorable mention is the one I'm going to go rant on. Because I think it should be the first one. The Toyota Celica. I think it should have been in place of the MR2 because let's just... You look up the Toyota Celica in, in the 90s. 96 Celica. Yeah. It is a sexy looking car. You like it, huh? I like it. I do. I like it a lot. And it didn't have, I mean, I guess we looked it up and it wasn't really all that. The ones in the U.S. weren't all that, but still. Yeah. You know, it was it was a nice looking car. I liked them. I had a friend that had one and I wanted one. Yeah. Again, Toyota uh, didn't bring their turbo model into Celica to the uh, United States. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's because they didn't want it to compete with the MR2. I don't know. I think but I think it had better horsepower numbers than the MR2. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Japanese version, for sure. It yeah. outdid the MR2. Yeah. Like, well, like by almost over 20 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah, it killed it. So then the Subaru WRX, because I knew that it was going to be some Subi guys out there that are like, why is my car not on any of these lists? Um, it wasn't a big deal in the 90s. Um, maybe you disagree, but... Yeah, weren't they like more of a... Me growing up, I didn't think of them. Weren't they more like uh, old, old Joe's? Uh, the old... Uh, Baja? Bajas. Yeah, weren't they like Baja cars? Yeah, yeah like, you mean like Rally or whatever? Or just Baja cars. I mean, the WRX, wasn't that what it came out of? Well, it was, no, they still had the, the, the well, four-doors. I, I know they had the four-door ones, but... But, um... Well, Shabaha is a four-door, but they they also had they had some decent cars. But I'm just saying it wasn't. They were more in rally, and rally is that even still to this day, rally is not a big deal in America. Yeah, you know what? It's not. Yeah. So, plus, you know, the Evo is better anyway. But, um, <laughs> so the Honda Prelude. The Prelude. We both agreed on the Prelude. We we called that the Prelude. It's you know it could have swapped out with the Type R Integra. They were definitely uh, they're almost neck, neck and neck. They're neck and neck, but we went to Type R because it's the more iconic car. Yeah, not so many people think of a Prelude. I mean, yeah, unless you're a Honda guy, you don't really think of the Prelude with the H22, which is a badass engine. Then a lot of people swap into their cars. A lot of people swap them into their Integras. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> so plus I thought. Came over because I thought they were pretty good looking. I actually I thought it was better looking than the Integra. They're sweet, yeah. Me too because I didn't like the four headlight on the Integra. Yeah, the like, eyes. Yeah, I like the Type <laughs> R, which is the JDM, the Japanese uh, front end, the solid lights. Yeah. So the four, the four VDIs, like you said. All right. So what is your choice? My choice. Top five. Oh, without a doubt, the Eclipse. I'm an Eclipse guy. Second gen Eclipse all day long. I'm going to go with the Eclipse too. That's going to be mine. Yep, it may be a little bit slower, 0 to 60, I guess, than your than your uh, MR2 or your Integra. Yeah, but, but the looks make up for it. The looks make up for it. And the all-wheel and drive. All-wheel drive. And that's Bully Boy. That's Bully Boy on there, man. Yep. Which the MR2 has one too, but... If you can't tell by now, I'm a Mitsubishi boy. <laughs> Mitsubishi boy. Sorry. Everybody makes fun of the way I say Mitsubishi. 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 
Alright, so yeah, so our question of the day, I hope you like this podcast, and our question of the day is, uh, do you think the silica should have been in the MR2 spot, like what Derek thinks, or do you think the MR2 should stay there as the iconic Toyota mid-level four-cylinder car for that 90s era? Let us know. Comment below on the uh, Seamless Garage page, on the Facebook page, when we post this podcast. Comment below and let us know uh, what you think. If you think it should have been the MR2 or the Silica in that list. Again, if we forgot anyone, uh, uh, put down what you think. Yeah. We should have put on here. Yeah, if we totally forgot one, you're like, bro, you blew it. There's a four-cylinder out there. Um, you got to remember, it's got to be in the 90s. 90s, and it's got to be JDM. And it's it got to be Japanese, because I was going to put in a Ford Escort. Yeah, the Cosworth, right? Yeah, I was. And it's also got to be available in America. Yes. So. What I mean is they produced it over here, too. So, um, that's that. And uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. And also, you know, give us some give us some feedback on what you would like to hear from us. We're technicians, mechanics, um, and we're building stuff at the shop. So, if you got any questions or you think of anything that you think should be a good topic that we could talk about, let us know. And also, Definitely. if you want to be on the podcast... Please hit us up. Oh, yeah. I would love to interview somebody, some of these car guys, some of our audience. I would love to. Um, I actually posted about that in a couple of groups, and nobody responded. So either either our podcast is crap, or people are, probably crap. or people are just afraid to get on. I don't know. I've asked a few people that are friends of mine, and they're afraid to get on the mic. Really? Yeah. Man, it's so, a mic, man. like... People are afraid to, to put this in. Yeah. All we got to do is get them up here and just start talking, man. And just no, hit the, the button. And just hit the button. That's what you did to me the first time. I was like, we're recording. I'm about yeah. 10 minutes into Too it. Too late, bro. Man, didn't even... We can ramble all day long about cars. So, yeah. Uh, hit us up on all the social media platforms. Uh, I'll add that loop in. But, um, yeah. And so, we'll see you on the next one. So, be good. Take see care. Hey, thanks for listening to the Seamless Garage Podcast. If you liked it, share it, um, and obviously go follow so that you get notifications when a new episode is getting released. Um, my social media is the Real Stevie. That's for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, for TikTok, Facebook, and Snapchat, it's just Stevie Gilliland. Um, as far as Derek goes, it's just Derek Blackwell on Facebook. That's the only social media he has right now. Um, so yeah, go follow those if you want to see what we're up to on a daily basis. And uh, we'll be putting out plenty more. So just thanks for tuning in.